Hello and welcome to 12 Questions. This is Anna Valenzuela. Uh, this week we're going to do the first part of a two-part episode. We're going to try that out. Uh, her name is Laurel S. She's my very best friend in the whole wide world. She's amazing and um, I'm really looking forward to that interview. It's very silly. She's a very silly person. Um, upcoming events, I will be uh, at Barney's Beanery on Monday and Pasadena. And then I'll also be doing the Rose Battle this Tuesday. Come out, watch me be just mean to a person I love a whole lot, Miss April Lotshaw. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited. Uh, let's Let's do this. All right, bye. Welcome to 12 Questions. Hi. Uh, hey. Hey. Uh, my name is Anna, and uh, I'm sitting here with my very, very best friend. BFF. BFF. Uh, just an amazing lady. Uh, do you want to go by your full name, or do you want to go by... Do you want to go by... Uh, first name's okay. First name. Her name is Laurel. My name is Laurel. She's a badass. Yeah, let's go first name. I'm going to get really raw and gross probably it's gonna be fun yeah it's gonna be fun yeah uh oh my gosh we met in 2005 i think so we've been friends for 10 years holy shit holy shit <laughs> oh my god um and you're super funny you're super entertaining Aww. but you also have like an amazing recovery journey and i want to talk about that um we've uh you you got me my first treatment job (laughs) sorry (laughs) no that's fine that's fine no and and one of these days i I definitely want to do a podcast where a bunch of people who've worked in treatment just get really real about the difference between treatment and recovery oh my god yeah right i hate it when people say i work in recovery i just Uh uh-uh like, I have a lot of little pet peeves that are stupid, and it's so hard to shut my mouth when people say that. I'm just like, you're wrong. You don't you're do so that. wrong. You don't do that. You just say, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not What's a thing. wrong with you? Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a shit show sometimes. You meet the most amazing and some of the sickest people in the world. Yes. And those are the employees. Yes. Yeah. That's not the... It's not the the clients. The clients are amazing and awesome. And if they're like, you know, shitty or grumpy or sick, it's like, that's cool. They're fucking supposed to be. Yeah. That's why they're there. They're supposed to be a mess. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I, I It took me a long time to get that perspective, too. Mm. Like, I was like, why? I have so much transference uh, <laughs> through my own bullshit, but... After years, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's, uh, that's how they're supposed to feel. Uh, they're not supposed to feel any different in order to make me happy. <laughs> that was kind of my like, why are you doing better? Yeah. <laughs> God, I was an unmanageable tech. All right. So uh, there's so many interesting. It's, it's like there's so many interesting things we could talk about. So I'm just going to get into the questions. All right. And then we'll talk about just like your your sort of your journey and like how you got here. It's super cute that you have 12 questions. Uh, <laughs> I know. 12 steps, 12. 12 traditions, 12 concepts, and 12 questions. Oh my God. You know what's fucking really lame is that uh. I usually meditate for 12 minutes. What? Just to be 
that cheesy oh you know it's great to be that cheesy (laughs) like i think we're both at an age in our recovery where like we can officially be as hokey as we want to be totally yeah it seems um i i love your microphone holding technique right now yeah this is uh she she's got it's it's sitting between her knees Mm -hmm. she's rolled up in a cute little ball (laughs) taking her earrings out because fuck it this is how i actually hold the steering wheel when i put on makeup and drive so watch out for that's the 16th and a half step is putting (laughs) on your makeup and driving yep um god i wish i didn't do that i'm trying not to do that i put on my makeup in front of a mirror like a big girl today Ooh, i know that's some grown-up shit i know right um but yeah that's that's so all right do you feel like you've always been an addict and drugs just found you yes actually um funny you should ask babe i know there's a lot of back and forth with people you know whether you were born with the disease or whether the disease is developed and um I know that I was born with the disease and basically when I was a little kid, uh, my parents like split up when I was young and that's not why I'm an addict, but this is just, you know, set up for the story. So, um, like the way custody was split up is... I would see my dad on the weekends and then one night a week we would go out to eat. And um, our favorite place to eat was Baker Square. Rest in peace. Fucking best place ever. It was like a Coco's or a Chili's or something. (laughs) I'm pouring syrup out right now. Right. Seriously, (laughs) on the ground. On the ground. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Or Marie Callender's, but with like better pie. Mm. Way better pie. And... um, and it was like on the way home from gymnastics, um, which I was, you know, going to devote my life to, <laughs> except drugs. Um, so they had this one flavor of pie called French silk pie, and it's basically like chocolate cream pie, but 10 times more rich and a million times more delicious. And so I wanted it all the time. Only every time I would eat it, I would get horrible diarrhea. But it didn't fucking matter. So I know a lot of people say, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And by the way, people, we didn't fucking make that up. (laughs) Okay? I know everyone's like, well, the program's definition. No, that was Albert fucking Einstein. Okay? That's his quote. So stop. We're not that cool. I mean, we're cool and stuff with the program right. stuff, but don't, you know, give credit where credit's due. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Take that know-it-alls. <laughs> it's true, though. People really rebel against sort yeah. of our accepted uh, definition of insanity. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's pretty, that's that's clear. That's, yeah. that's clearly insane behavior. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, we, yeah. yeah, it's, we take a we take credit for a lot of stuff that's just not 
special to us. Like it's not exclusive to just us. Well, the 12 steps aren't even really special to us. That's the, the Oxford group. Oxford group, which has such a crazy backstory. Word. Y'all should look into that. Those people are freaks. It's, um, actually don't. D- yeah. Don't look into that. <laughs> or do. Fuck <laughs> it. Um, where was I? Oh, but I think for me, even more so with the doing same thing over and expecting different results is uh, knowing what the results are going to be and that they're going to be pretty unfavorable, not giving a fuck and doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. So with this pie, this goddamn delicious pie, I knew I was going to get horrible diarrhea. My super codependent parents knew I was going to get horrible diarrhea. But I just liked it so much. And oh, she likes it. It makes her happy. So buy her the pie. And let me eat this pie. Shit myself backwards. But it fucking tastes good in the moment. And it makes me feel good Mm -hmm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. So fuck yeah, pie. And that's little baby dope fiend Laurel as a, I don't know, second grader through... Till Baker Square closed, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Two months ago. Yeah. Uh, No, I think it was probably 2005-ish, just a guess. Just a guess. Not as October 23rd, 2005 (laughs) at 2, 15 p.m. Yeah. My mom finally mastered the recipe for my birthday last year. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Does it still give you horrible diarrhea? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's because there's like raw eggs in it and i give a fuck i will yeah. eat it until it blows out my colon because y'all should yeah i i get it the other day i was uh i was i was grocery shopping at the 99 because things are going real well right now <laughs> real well and uh <laughs> I I know sugar messes with me, mm-hmm. and I bought sour gold bears and a <sighs> chocolate bar, and I ate that in probably seven minutes, like what you saw me do to that Red Bull earlier <laughs> and dinner subsequently. I, I did that to just more chocolate and, and sugar than I had had in a week, and I felt like ass. Yeah. But I knew that's exactly what was going to happen. I, I bought it knowing I am not going to feel good eating this and I'm not going to eat it slowly. Right. It's not going to make it home. But I knew exactly what I was in for. And it's kind of that concept of like we treat the thing that's killing us first. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and parents deal with things in, in different ways. But yeah, a lot of us start with that dysfunctional physical relationship uh, yeah. with feeling different with food yeah and then we continue with it and you know struggle with it over time but i'm so glad you told that story yeah i I mean i've been like always been obsessive with various things like throughout my life you know it's like all gymnastics all the time no matter what or you know and also like i it was always weird like 
even starting in like first and second grade, I would, I read a lot of like, you know, little novels for kids. And so I would narrate my life, you know, <laughs> like I'd answer a question in school and then afterwards I would say out loud, she said with a smile. Um, and <laughs> my teachers were just like worried about me. And, um, but my mom taught at the school. So it was awkward and all the kids thought I was weird which I wore as like a badge of honor so I mean all those things added up but I think really the pie story is just what makes it the most tangible that like yeah it's the closest thing to that a, that a kid can get to heroin word word especially because of the diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> it's just really relatable <laughs> the shitting yourself backwards <laughs> yeah oh my god it's like get used to this kiddo i enjoyed that nice <laughs> <laughs> where else do you get to tell a story about a diarrhea pie i've tried it once from the podium at a mixed meeting oh that's fun which was fun and it was like a super bro meeting <laughs> <laughs> which I loved because, you know, it was like the sort of like girls don't poop sort of thing reaction. And I was like, ha, just yes. bros and broettes as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And just, everyone's just so uncomfortable. And I'm like, that's right. That's right. Motherfuckers poop. <laughs> don't act like you didn't do it. Yeah. Don't act like that wasn't a big part of your life. Yeah. All right. Number two. <laughs> what has been the most insane moment for you both in and out of recovery jeez oh, uh, okay I think out of recovery um, like in my drug use sort of yeah thing? Okay. Do, do one of each one of each I um I had this shitty apartment uh, across from MacArthur Park. And um, I, I guess I was like 19. And um, I was doing was doing a lot of heroin. Um, and there was some homeless people staying on the floor um, because they would, you know, kick down um, in exchange for floor space. And, um, and so... People would come over, and it just ended up being this sort of, like, shooting gallery. Um, and then, so, and I would hook a lot of people up, play the middleman sort of thing. And these grown-ass men, like, you know, I'd say, watch out with this stuff. Watch out with this particular batch of tar. It's really strong, you know? And they'd be like... They'd look at my shot and be like, yeah, okay, whatever, Blondie, you know. And I'd be like, that's too much, dude, that's too much. Um, but they'd see that I was doing way more than them. And I'm, you know, a foot shorter than everybody yeah, in the world. You are 5'2". I am 5'2". And a tiny person. <laughs> yeah. You're a teeny, I put you in my pocket and take you somewhere. Yeah, and of course, when I was strung out, I was like 90 pounds, so right. it was... um. So they thought I was just like being weird and then they'd try to do the same amount as me and just instantly turn blue. 
um, which is how I got really good at CPR, actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Became a marketable skill. Completely. I know they like, you know, you have to take classes every like year or two (laughs) to work in treatment. And like that shit is, you know. Not useful the way they teach you. If you really want to learn CPR, <laughs> shoot some dope people. <laughs> shoot dope. Shoot dope for the amateurs. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking rookies. Um, so, I don't know. People were falling out left and right. And usually we could bring them back, you know, a smack or two. But this one guy, his name was Hatred, obviously, because, you know... <laughs> Because why not? Apparently, you know, little gangs of gutter punks can never use their real first name because we're going to find each other or people like, I don't even know. Anyways, (laughs) because I'm like a new person, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's my old life. Yeah. I found the way. Yeah. My gutter punk gang name was Blondie. I did not give it to myself. It is not creative. Were you blonde at the time? Yeah. That's so weird because, God, what was it like five years ago? I was like, dye your hair blonde. You look like Debbie Harry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But now, like, whenever, anytime someone cat calls me and is like, what's up, blondie? I'm like, fucking call me blondie. Die in a fire. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah the cpr oh right cpr okay so good old hatred um would not come back like smacking the shit out of him uh ice cubes up his ass wait for real oh yeah that's a thing okay um in like you know throwing him in the shower cold shower and uh so we were just like you know pumping his heart like you know, with our hands, chest compressions and whatnot. That's what they're called, chest compressions. Um, <laughs> and so, like, we were keeping him going with the chest compressions, but, like, he wouldn't really come back sort of thing Yeah. on his own. You know, you try to get him to, like, walk it off, but basically they were just, like, dragging him around. And um, so... Uh, eventually we decided to call an ambulance but i was like you can't call from my phone you can't call from my phone um this is a house phone this is a house phone at the time because you know good old old. 2001 woo um and and then we put him on a bus bench because we you know didn't want to get caught and this is around three in the afternoon so all these kids are getting out of school and there's just this dead dude on the bus bench with his like dreadlocks and his blue lips and I'm like watching the kids see him and I'm like trying not to feel anything about it and as they're like in when I was in the apartment and they were like pumping his chest I was like trying to be all hard and trying to be numb to it and I was like just don't let him die in the apartment, guys. And um, one of the friends that was there was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, what? And they're like, someone is like dying. And for some reason, it didn't click at that moment that like, 
I was being a piece of shit until we got until we got out there and like I saw him in the light and I saw the kids seeing him and I'm like oh fuck um and so then the ambulance took him we saw from around the corner because we were obviously hiding and then we never really knew what happened to him you know because nobody like I had a phone because I had an apartment but everyone else was like pretty much homeless and we never really knew if he made it or not until like maybe I don't know six weeks later I was like panhandling or something and he like tried to come up on my block <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was like dude hatred's alive oh my god yay and he was just sort of like yeah hey what's up I don't know if he was mad at us or not but yeah that was that was one of the ones out mm-hmm. of recovery I ended up one. fucking that guy um, Be- before after, or after after because you felt bad uh, I don't know if there was a reason, <laughs> but I did. I did something to do. Yeah, I didn't want to cheat on my boyfriend at the time, so I was like naked in bed with hatred, and I called up the dude that I was dating in the mental hospital and broke up with him. <laughs> um, I was nineteen and the boyfriend was seventeen. <laughs> well. You're probably doing him a bit of a favor at that, that I point. was. I was. You were faithful. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Man. Whatever. Addicts were funny about sex. Yeah. I was like, you know, <laughs> I was doing the right thing. Right. Totally. And Hatred was better in bed than he was. His little gutter name was Shakes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> you mean to tell me shakes wasn't a good lay? Is that... Believe it or not. 17-year-old shakes? <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, Parkinson's yeah. patient shakes. Yeah, his little one minute of flailing around. Oh, mm. Jesus. Is that how he got the name? No, his his stroke style was just. (laughs) It's because he just couldn't really handle his dope, so he just sort of like, uh, and then back to the mental hospital. Yeah, shakes. Yeah, have a little seizure, turn blue, and come back to it. God, (laughs) the human body is an amazing thing. Yeah, it's like I don't want to do this, and we're like, what do you know? <laughs> we'll teach you. Yeah. I don't care about your opinion. Oh my god. Um Um okay, what was the question cuz there was another half to it. Well, the most insane moment in recovery. Oh god. Cuz we've been through in the last 10 years Laurel's applying hand lotion. <laughs> you can actually hear it. Oh. You know there's some like somatic people that probably just got a boner right now for that sound. Yeah. You know those people? You're welcome. Yeah. Um, It also just sort of sounds like you're jerking somebody off. Mm -hmm. That could also be what's happening here, folks. You never know. Um, (laughs) But the... uh, We both in the last 10 years have been through some shit. We've been through breakups, um, eating disorder Mm -hmm. stuff, 
uh, jobs, death, joblessness, (laughs) uh, illness. Mm -hmm. um, And And I've got a couple mental hospital stays under my belt as well. Got got a couple, got a couple of, were they straight 5150s? Were you on holds? Um, the first one was a 5250. Which um, the lesser known the lesser known hospital stay, <laughs> which is um, an invol- involuntary two week hold, as opposed to a seventy two hour hold. Oh shit! Um, and they have to, God, I don't even remember, but they have to report to, they had to report to a specific person that, um, they thought I had intended to harm. Is this when you punched the wall? I don't remember that. And (laughs) (laughs) is this when um, I came and visited Mia, the light of your life, the tiny, the tiny white cat of sunshine? It maybe was. It was when um, it was when the (laughs) so. I like checked myself in. Yeah. I was trying to check myself in on a 5150. Um, because I, for like, okay, the first time I was at work and um, I was trying to go visit a client in the hospital and I got so lost that I had like a panic attack meltdown and was just like berating myself for being like a useless R-word piece of shit. Um, the, those, that's what I was saying to yeah. myself at the time. But I didn't say R-word because, you know, what, I'm, I'm done with that sentence. So stupid. (laughs) Let's let's not unravel that sentence. (laughs) You can say the words you want to say. No one's going to... A comedian's podcast isn't necessarily a a place where the PC police are going to hang out. (laughs) I'm trying not to say it anymore. I get it. I say it so much, and it's just dumb. I've worked with people with disabilities, and I say it. Yeah, same here. I, I, I don't agree with it. I don't. Mm-hmm. But occasionally it occurs. That's, yeah, I, we could all be better people. But <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of things on a daily basis we can all be better about. Yeah, so exactly. Get hung up on that. Anyways, um, and so I fu- like I didn't end up visiting the client. <clears throat> the client. I went back to the facility and just verbally berated myself like to another staff that I was just like talking with and I was and I mentioned that I just like was such a piece of shit that like I you most often um struggle with wanting to drive into a wall on the way to work or on the way home from work and um and I work in a dual diagnosis treatment center so, you know, obviously that's a red flag. <laughs> um, <laughs> Might be concerning to your coworkers. Right. And suicidal ideations. Yeah. So she talked to the nurse and um, 
they were gonna, you know, call in for a 5150. And I was like, yeah, they're gonna call an ambulance and that's gonna be so much money. <laughs> like, so I will go to the hospital, but don't do me like that. <laughs> yeah, we're in this, in the first like part of this question, there's still an incredible pragmatism to your decision making. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, don't let that junkie get picked up in my house because right. I will get in trouble. And also, I will drive myself to the hospital because that shit is expensive. Yeah. Well, because I'd already been to the mental hospital like twice as a teenager, like when yeah. I was 14 and once when I was 15. And so it's like, well, I know by now um, not to go in, the, in an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like a crazy person limo. Oh my god, it really is. The 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 party bus. Yeah. <laughs> for the nightmare. Yeah. Party. The worst party. The worst party ever. Ever. Um Oh, what does this button do? <laughs> that holds the microphone cord in to the microphone. That doesn't make sense to me. Um <laughs> I don't know what that sentence means. I'll take it apart in the end of the podcast when we don't need it anymore. I'll show you how microphones work. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. Um, shiny things. I know. When I, when I worked at, uh, at the place we both worked, I almost named it, and I was like, let's not do that. Um, there was a, a tech that would jeff would wave I, w I would be doing something and he would just take his keys out of his pocket and jingle them in front of my face and he'd yeah. go do i have your attention now <laughs> oh my god that's so awesome i know he was the best yeah he's the best um but yeah oh okay 51 5250 5250 so i i go in for my assessment to the hospital and they're, you know, asking me the usual questions. And they're like, um, but he's asking them in a different way than they usually ask. He's asking Ooh. them more in a conversational way than in like an intake assessment sort of way. Right. And so he's um, he's saying like, uh, you know, do you ever think of harming yourself? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, that's why I'm fucking here, dude. You know, it's a, and and I kept being like, yeah, this is a voluntary check in. Like, and so, you know, when he'd ask me these questions, I'd like remind him and like I didn't need to remind him. But for some reason, it, I, I think it was just like a lack of humility or a sort of embarrassment type of thing that was just like, yeah. OK, yeah. But then, you know, he was also like, but do, he was like, do you ever think of harming anybody else? like any other people and I was just like well I mean yeah I think about it you know because I was like trying to keep it sort of casual like it's like oh I'm one of you dude I also work in mental health like it's cool <laughs> we can get through this you know and so I was sort of like yeah I mean I think about it we all you know think about it but I wouldn't act on it he's like well what do you think you would do um and I was like um or, no, he was like, who do you think of harming? Anyone in specific? And I was like, yeah, there's this one guy at work that's, like, really aggressive to me and rude to me. And, 
I think he's the only specific person. He's like, I don't know. What do you think you would do? And so I'm like, oh, well, he's like prompting me. I mean, I guess if he's, if I had to think about it, I'd probably, you know, put some shit in his cigarettes or maybe like put some sugar in his gas tank. I think those, those would be the things that I'd do, you know, if I were to not get caught. And he's like, I'm going to have to inform this person. And I'm like, whoa, you're (laughs) the one (laughs) that's leading me to all this. And to be fair, we had elaborate plots against a certain boss. Like, we (laughs) would fantasize about putting raw meat in his car. We would fantasize about um, putting blood pressure medication in his coffee. It would have triggered a migraine. Which he deserved. He did deserve. And, like, he was very insensitive to my migraines. If I had a superpower, if I could choose any superpower, sadly, it would be to give people migraines, really bad migraines. You could do that with enough screaming and emotional stress. I'm pretty sure. You yes. Could but just like way. if I could just like, you know, wink like um, I dream of Jeannie. Oh, there you go. And just give someone a migraine like that. I Wiggle would, your nose. I would do that. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I... Mostly just to supervisors. He was the worst. Yeah. He was he was a thing that happened to us. Many yeah. people. I went I went on a job interview and the guy asked me if if uh homeboy was my boss as well. And he walked me to my car to vent specifically about this person. <gasps> oh I was in a job interview. And a, my future boss wanted to talk shit on both of our former bosses. Oh my god, that's so awesome! Yeah, no, he's a he's a legendary asshole. Yeah, like anyone that <laughs> worked there has like PTSD. So passive aggressive. Seriously, he was like a Ken doll, and he he was a really passive aggressive normie who wanted to teach every addict a lesson, right. one bullshit right up at a time. <sighs> So, yeah, Yeah. is that the the synopsis? He was just not a great person. At all. (laughs) He was an emotional terrorist. He got fired. What? I don't know the details. When did you come? I needed to know that. I thought I told you. I mean, like, I forgive him, but... I, oh God, this is a not spiritually pretty part of me. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> you I don't wish him harm, but I want to celebrate his. Like, I don't wish him fired. harm, but we did plan to poison him several times. Several times. Well, before I left, uh, my ex gave me the best idea ever, which was to just move his stuff in the office like two feet at a time hmm. when he wasn't looking. So he would come to the office, and I would like move his personal effects just like his coffee mug and his laptop i'd move everything like two feet to the left mm-hmm. he's very left. ocd so he was like he would, yeah he would come in and i'd watch his brain stop yeah it's the most beautiful thing and he had he had those 90s hair drapes uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were gray yeah. gray 90s hair drapes yeah so i mean to get back to the 50 to 50 who hasn't fantasized about murdering their co-workers yeah so I mean, I mean, I did have an elaborate plot in high school to kill my dad that I thought was so foolproof. But you know, in watching every episode of Law and Order ever, you know, yeah, like since Jenny's then, got a gun. yeah, I realized that I totally would have been caught. But um, anyways, 
So they did inform this guy. And um, my 72-hour hold turned into a two-week hold. Um, so that was interesting. And my insurance hadn't gone through yet. So I first went to this shitty county mental hospital. And I think this is my, you know, I forget the wording of that question. Um, Your most insane moment. My most insane moment. Uh, my most insane moment in recovery was in the insane asylum basically um the county one because it was you had to be like processed in this just big ass room in order to wait for a bed on the mental like floor or something upstairs and so and it was just like kind of like a holding tank for the crazies and um there was it wasn't even in cots it was just like in rollout mats on the floor and there were like i don't know i think like 14 of us in this big ass room and um but since it was county it was like you know the homeless schizophrenics and um the drug induced psychosis types and all that and um, I think I was like maybe one of two women. And the entire time I was just getting leered at. And every man there was just like talking, talking me up and asking why I was sad and telling me that pretty girls shouldn't cry and I have nothing to be sad about. And every time I would cry a staff member would offer me Ativan or something for anxiety or whatever. And it's just like, I don't need a pill. I'm just sad. I'm fucking crying. I'm in a mental hospital. Like, are you going to offer me drugs every time I cry? Well, they don't want you to be a problem. Right. And it was just weird. And like, but then I kept getting more and more anxious. And like my sponsor would answer time to time but I couldn't fucking hear her because there's a billion people in that room and like this shitty ass vintage payphone (laughs) and like I guess my mom was visiting me but I just would like sort of step out of that room and talk to her for a few minutes and I don't fucking remember it and I wasn't even taking any pills I was just so distraught and fucking how many days were you in the holding tank um in that one like three and then it turns out that they were like oh maybe we should move her over to the smaller one that's just for women oh yeah that's super sketchy to me that they just left yeah and so there there was like you know and overnight there'd be like one person that's just like kicking it at a table all the way across the room And there'd just be dudes, like, watching me sleep. I'd, like, try to sleep. And they'd just be sitting up. And it was fucking terrifying. And then, you know, so they moved me over to this other room. And, like, the other people could... They were, like, next to each other. So they'd still just be looking in through this fucking window. And it was weird as fuck. But over there, it's, like, there was a bunch of other, like 
women and we could like play with beads and shit and fucking (laughs) color and i'm like you mean to tell me that this whole time i could have not been terrified like what the fuck um or i could have been like having a conversation with someone i'm not afraid of um yeah, because creepy dudes leering at you and stalking you and following you is a thing. Especially when they're mentally um, unstable. I'm not trying to be, like, ableist or anything, but... Um, right, you were in there, too. Exactly. Right. I mean, it wasn't... But yeah. at the same time, that sounds terrifying. It that was sounds like... Completely. Um, those uh, disabilities hospitals exposés from the 80s. Yeah. Um when Geraldo Rivera snuck into one that sounds like the conditions it you know yeah it was and they didn't have this is such a first world complaint they didn't have anything vegetarian <laughs> besides like apples and peanut butter and jelly uh we can strike that from the record <laughs> <laughs> no that was amazing Excuse me, um, um, <laughs> this horror show, Mental Hospital, do you have a vegan menu? <laughs> uh, I really need some kale juice yeah, to balance um, my chakras. The The only thing I can eat out of this bologna sandwich is the bread, but I'm going to need you to scrape all the condiments off of it. Yeah. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I'm going to need these calories so I can shake with fear. <laughs> While that man tells me I look like a six-headed, twelve-armed goddess, yeah, and stares at me all night, yeah, he wants to lick my feet, but <laughs> there's no nutrients in my sweat, so I don't think it'll be satisfying for him. Anyways, um, so that was my most insane moment in recovery. Jeez, yeah, and all I knew to do was to check in on your cat that was so big though oh but i feel like an asshole Why? i should have come to the horror circus and told you it's gonna be okay it was so far out of the way and apparently i wouldn't have even remembered okay <laughs> pretend i was there no i don't want to do that to you Oof. i don't want to do that to you even Oof. even in pretend land <laughs> it sounds so weird. I'm sorry that happened. Plus it was like, I don't even know what city that was. It's Olive View Hospital. Yeah, you were real far and then you were in Los Encinas. That's right. Oh, that was the year after. That was- I think I have like a seasonal affect disorder, but for summer. Summer fucking hates me and I hate summer. Not just because of shorts. No. <laughs> I just really don't like my legs and shorts. <laughs> so I start imagining killing myself and others. <laughs> but then I discovered that platform wedges are both comfortable and flattering. Flattering, yeah. I hate that she's like 90% on point with that. It's <laughs> like mostly true. <laughs> and you're beautiful, Yay, fantastic body person. body Yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's crazy, too, because I want to move to L.A. And uh, my sponsor's just like, you got to double up your meetings because you've got to get ahead of that eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to 
you've got to uh. get ahead of that shit because um, <laughs> it's crazy i'll be places and i'll see men specifically chase tiny women quote tiny women that's like a thing so there is not that a male's opinion is what dictates what is beautiful but you know in the patriarchal clusterfuck that is everything everywhere uh, ever ever um (laughs) and then our own like the way we treat ourselves and you know our own obsessions that it's it's hard to not be affected did that burp get blown in your face no okay i've been burping like to the side we had delicious mexican food folks that's delicious piquito mas yelp them yeah yelp them michelle is amazing michelle is an amazing manager (laughs) um all right describe the evolution of your understanding of a higher power hmm y'all like miss pac-man uh fuck yeah miss pac-man <laughs> um i grew up in um a really christian household my uh my grandpa was a lutheran pastor Uh, But my family was like the good kind of Christian. They weren't like the God hates fags, fake Christian people. They were like the real deal. They were like real. They're amazing people. Totally. Uh, My, sometimes they were a little over the top. When we were like at my grandparents' house, we could only watch Disney. um, And if something was PG, like my grandpa might get offended and like tear up a little. Oh no. I know. Um, and if my sister and I like had too much sibling rivalry, it would upset him. The words fart and booger were basically swears. Um, so we had to make up our own little words. Um, instead of fart, we would use the word oops. And instead of booger, um, the sub for that was Ussie. Um, so there was all this just weirdness. Um, and it really left children. I work with children now and I, I can tell you they're 50% equal parts, farts and boogers. Right. That's it. Right. That's literally what children are made of. Do they, does anybody think that fart is a fucking swear word? No. Cause it's not. <laughs> That's why. L- Lutheran ministers do. Right adorable lutheran minister like that's so sweet it's the sweetest way to be controlling i've ever heard in my life <laughs> <I know. laughs> um and so yeah i was obviously at church every sunday and it was cool to like go and see my grandpa like do the sermons um and it was also nice because, you know, we were like many celebrities at his churches. He started several churches um, in his area, which, you know, is like a source of pride for me. And, you know, he had, he was, a, I don't know, a professor or something at the Lutheran University. A theologian. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Um, he's a big deal, all right? Um, and then he was a chaplain at the hospital there. So it's like our Christmas got interrupted by a lot of like phone calls from, you know, people from his, what's it called? Parish? Not like communion, but, uh, uh, there's a word. 
congregation. 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 You know, but just all these people, like, you know, wishing him and the family well and bringing us baked goods. Um, But I ask too many questions in Sunday school, and they don't like that. No. Because, like, that shit doesn't make sense. Um, And I've also always liked fiction. And they don't like you making those comparisons. Um, But they read you all these fun little Bible stories with pictures and crazy-ass plot lines. (laughs) Right? Right. Um, So I was always very skeptical. And then um, there was a lot of judging. And um, I, I just always felt sort of... My sister and I were always kind of the black sheep of the family, especially once we started using and stuff. And then also when I got confirmed in the church, we went to, when when we moved uh, to the new city, we ended up going to the Presbyterian church because my mom didn't like the Lutheran church there, and I still have no idea why, and that's shady. But, um, right? I don't know. We got con- I got confirmed in the Presbyterian church, and they gave us fucking grape juice and not wine, and I was pissed. You waited all that time. I know. I mean, some I was blood like, of Christ. Yeah, some. I was like eleven or twelve. But like, how cool would it be if your blood was made of wine? You'd be fucked up all the time. <laughs> that was the goal. Yeah. It's like, this is the blood of Christ spilt for you. Or is that what they say? I don't know. I, I don't know. I was raised a heathen. I have no clue. That's awesome. But yeah, and then and then you get to drink his blood. It's and really it's dark. fucking grape juice? Rude. Bastards. So it's like, rude. I learned stuff for this. I've forgotten it all now. <laughs> because I was ripped off. Anyways. Um, I'm taking a long time. No, do it. So when I first got clean, <clears throat> like, I saw the word God in the steps, and it freaked me out. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Um, but when I got to the second step, my sponsor was like, nope, doesn't say God in here. Just calm the fuck down. Um, and am I swearing too much? Is no. that a thing? Okay. No. Okay, cool. No. The, the episode previous to this starts with cum catcher. It's like a serious discussion of the, the phrase cum catcher. I think we're good. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, second step. So, it's like, it just refers to a power greater than yourself. And so, I was like, yeah, because I, I don't God, you know. Um, and also, like, when I was, like, the end of my using, I was, you know into philosophy and all that stuff and I was so fucking intellectual so you know it's a part of so many people's rock bottom it is for me too (laughs) it's like this like I'm developing this connection with God no no you're not yeah no you're crazy exactly I I used to think that my higher power would like smite my enemies for me oh cool yeah I had like a vengeful towards other people god oh like thor or something yeah totally just like shooting lightning bolts out of his dick <laughs> yes i hope it was out of his dick <laughs> just, so uh, much uh. more <laughs> <laughs> 
thrusting justice upon the oh, universe. Oh man, I've got some pictures to draw later. <laughs> um, but when you got clean, oh right, sorry, yeah. off track. Um, so power greater than myself is like okay. Well, I can just use the program because, um, like in math. I just use the little greater than or equal to thing. You know, that little um, sideways open triangle thing that you use in second grade math. Um, I guess they're teaching the kids alligator mouth. Or, well, probably now they're teaching it like as a text heart or some, (laughs) you know. Do you know half of the heart emoji? Yeah. Is it greater than or equal to half of the heart emoji? Less than three? Um, Yeah. But um, in my day, they were like, oh, Pac-Man. And me thinking that I'm like a budding feminist at fucking seven years old, I was like, I want Miss (laughs) Pac-Man. Um so it's the sound of a budding feminist. Yeah. <laughs> I have opinions about pussy riot. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. What did you think about Amanda Palmer posing naked in front of the New York Library? <laughs> Free the nipple. I'm seven. I'm seven. You got nothing. I'm gonna go dr- make non phallic sandcastles now. <laughs> Everything's gonna be a dome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um so so yeah, it was just like and I could um so uh Miss Pac-Man was sort of like a representation of my higher power for a long time. And um and I could use that I could use that in the rest of the steps. It's like that's something I could turn my will and my life over to is like the program. It's you know, want what's wants what's best for me and it's greater than me in numbers, you know, go math. Not good at math, but I know that more than one addict meeting together for the sake of recovery is greater than me all by myself trying to get clean and failing time and time again. Um, and, you know, uh, a lot of times in the third step, you know, people are like, how do I turn my will and my life over to something inanimate? And it's just like by just like doing the next indicated step and making the decision to just continue to work the rest of the steps. Right. Um, and so, like, that carried on into the rest of the steps, and it really worked. And so I've sort of gotten a little bit more open-minded, but that doesn't mean I have any kind of definition. I just sort of, like, um, I feel like a douchebag using the terms, like, universal force. But um, <laughs> I just feel... Um, I mean, the math thing, Miss Pac-Man, still pretty much, like, if I have to put it in tangible terms, that that shit's timeless. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I am more open to, like, I don't know, universal unity. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, God. You know what it is, is it's the... Um 
it's the the like minded um douchebag element of the beating yes and, and both of us suffer from being that person who wants to wear you know patchouli deodorant instead of regular deodorant doesn't work by the way yeah i totally smelled like a ham sandwich the other day <laughs> like it, it's that person mm-hmm. that we both are that we stand in judgment of for sure because when somebody <laughs> when that one chick in the meeting with the like crazy long hair and the like perfect manicure but the like you know it's like she's like a modern hippie like i'm so bohemian uh, you know <laughs> that chick and she's like i was just praying to the universe to like or anytime the secret gets brought up oh my god i want to i want to kill myself right there in the middle of the meeting yeah just, and um <laughs> it, the problem is is then i drive away going I wonder how I manifest like a good job in my life. I'm, I'm going to just think positively. I'm doing the same shit. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just also beating up on myself and everyone else totally. for it. Uh, so for myself, it's like the God concept is definitely like an amorphous blob and it should always change because anytime I've tried to add structure to it, it's been a mess. Whether yes. it's like this is a deity or um, I am an atheist or I've tried it every flavor i can yeah. only need to come up with i feel this thing sometimes mm-hmm. and i'm grateful for it yeah totally. and that's all it has to be you know it can yeah. be miss pac-man just nom nom nomming all, all the bad things with the good things you know running away from the ghost and powering up on that fruit sir sly take that mm-hmm. um what we kind of talked about this a little bit. You jumped the gun on the 5150 thing. Uh, what was the most humbling part of the 5250 or 5150s? You've been in the hospital how many times in the last couple of years? A few years? Uh, well, three different hospitals. Like, <clears throat> there was that shithouse hospital and then my insurance kicked in in the middle of my stay and I got to go to like a pretty decent one so I didn't have to do the whole two weeks in that like crazy town Mm -hmm. place Um, but there have been like two trips in the last few years the only reason why I bring that up is because right now there are people in their recovery who are too afraid to get the help they need yeah we know people that just kill themselves I know because they don't they they're losing it they don't want to get loaded and they don't know what else to do and they're too afraid to admit that mental health and recovery is an issue yeah we have to you know there's those old holdouts that are still kind of like well you know you don't take any medications and I've said this in meetings before there are some people I never want to see them off their medication please (laughs) Take your meds, please, yeah. you know, because your brain makes you extra super duper loaded all on its lonesome. Right. And you don't get to make that decision for yourself anymore. So exactly. Um, I hate to sound self-righteous about that. Mm-hmm. And I've been on and off meds for various depressions and ADDs and all the things. So yeah. um, I'm not, you know, I, I guess that's the reason why I put that in there, because yeah. I know that there's people out there suffering. Yeah. You know. Yeah, when I first got clean, like, 
I got clean in a cool area because it was like it was small. It was the sort of area where it's like it's not like. Are you going to any of the thousand whatever meetings tonight? <laughs> Are you going to the meeting tonight? Are you? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Are you going to the meeting? The meeting. Tonight? We missed you at the meeting. Where, Where you the been? fuck were you? Um, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You have to learn to get along with people. Yeah. You exactly. have to learn to accept some motherfuckers. Yeah. Because <laughs> like you can't just dodge them and go to some other meeting. Like that's the meeting. Yeah. Um. And so, obviously, there was a lot of crabby old timers that would be like, oh, if you're taking any medication, you're not clean. But there was also, and I don't really hear this much anymore, but there was a few people that would be like, I, I reveal everything to my doctor so that I can, um, you know be forthcoming mm-hmm. and you know this stuff is like in between me and my sponsor and my higher power and my doctor and I've informed my pharmacist that I have like an allergy to narcotics and blah 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 and so like and I took that in when I was a newcomer because it's like I've been on meds forever right um and like all those things have totally saved my ass at one point you know, because I've, um, <clears throat> like, struggled with stuff forever. And so, like, things like that have come up. But um, the most humbling thing in the mental hospital, I think, was just, like, A, um, when other patients would ask what I did for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, I actually, um, I work at a place like this. And they'd be <laughs> right. like, and they'd just sort of laugh and look at me all scared and they'd be like is that a good idea for you <laughs> and the answer is probably not right and it was embarrassing and then also just recognizing that i was that pain in the ass client that were you always in your contraband box yeah like 52 times a day yeah <laughs> I'm the client that we fucking roll our eyes at. Just like, shut up. I need my tweezers now. Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't need my makeup or anything, but it's just like, I really don't see why my eye cream is contraband, and I'm doing a lot of crying, and it's drying up my face, okay? (laughs) You know? Honestly. Listen, I'm crazy, but I'm going to be beautiful. Right. You know? So, (laughs) I... (laughs) So I obviously wouldn't share all that with them, but it's just like, um, can I get something out of my contraband? Uh, I can, I can wait, you know, if you're busy, even though there's five of you back there standing around, uh, I'll just stand here. I'll just stand here, you know, and then I can see them like exchanging looks, rolling their eyes at each other. I'm obviously being nice. I'm not saying all that shit. And I'm just like. I know this girl. I hate this fucking girl. I, I'm this girl. Damn it. Um, yeah. And then asking for special menu things. And I don't know. The It's, yeah. I mean, when I worked at the autism center, I was sitting with an employee one night. 
And I said, you realize these jobs that we have, that we've had over time, are the emotional equivalent of running into a burning building every day. (laughs) And we do it because we're sort of made, we were born, raised, and engineered in these burning buildings. Yeah. It's what we know. And I think it's just so fun that you were definitely that client. Yeah. I can I can see. I've I've definitely like I I know when you really want something because it's like you're you get anxious. So they could hear the anxiety behind your voice for sure. <laughs> like this bitch needs eye cream like fifty two times a day. Yeah. Because she's just worried about wrinkles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And it's like you would need like a doctor's note to get coffee and stuff. So like I'd go up. Is there coffee made yet? I I have the doctor's note. You can check my file. Even though it's like, yeah, no, I know that you have the fucking doctor's note because I've seen you here for the last five mornings getting fucking coffee. Just like okay or just i don't know <laughs> like the kids in the in the rehab they wouldn't get any coffee or caffeine or uh chocolate or sugar or anything so we'd take them to meetings and they would pour themselves a mixture that was like one fourth cup sugar yeah and then one fourth cup that just that powdered creamer that's basically it's basically powdered cancer no one knows what that shit's made out of and then that jet fuel coffee on top and then they mix it up and drink it through a coffee stirrer. Yeah. (laughs) And they'd pour it until it was overflowing. Yeah, and then walk back to their seats just tossing, (laughs) just watering an entire meeting (laughs) with this sticky, hot, miserable liquid. I'd just be like following after them, wiping up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. Because that's the other thing too is we would feel guilt (laughs) <laughs> about their behavior in meetings they were suddenly our children mm. and sometimes we would feel guilt about the meetings behavior toward them <laughs> yeah. it was like a combination of like everybody fucking act right yeah because i feel like we have to overcome some stigma here right when really they get if anything sticks it's a miracle yeah and the meeting does not care and the people who care, fuck really, em. fuck them. They need help. There's an adorable cat meowing right now. I hope you guys heard that meow. She is, uh, Mia's, Mia's in the podcast now. I got clean for this cat. Uh, yeah, she's an adorable kitty. Um, We both got clean with cats. Yeah. Your spiritual connection to your cat um, was more than mine. She like shamed you. My cat was just like, whatever, drunk lady. <laughs> just uh, feed me. Yeah. Please. This cat narks on people. Like, if someone's like taking a pill or drank or something, she's just like, you're not right. Fuck you. I'm telling on you. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I don't like this. Yeah. She's really into um, the microphone cables. What has the process of overcoming sexual trauma, mental illness, and eating disorders been, like, clean? We've talked a ton about the 5150 stuff, but the other stuff we haven't really... What 
what has the process of overcoming yeah like okay. sort of your not overcome you know what i mean that yeah. is, overcoming is such a fucking loaded term what i meant yeah. was like learning to live with it live with it mm-hmm. in a positive way mm-hmm. um well I think for most of my like teenage years I used um I used the sexual abuse as an excuse to get high obviously um and so when I first got clean I just sort of blocked it out which um I'm like a super talented master at um disassociation um as you've witnessed yeah during um boring conversations and whatnot it's, uh, <laughs> i've watched you do it yeah. in social situations you don't want to be in yeah but i've also uh watched you involuntarily do it at doctor's offices or oh. like call me and be like I-, I have no idea what happened in that doctor's visit my mom was there she handled it <laughs> yeah, seriously <laughs> so it seems like both voluntary and involuntary depending on the stressors absolutely um i've seen you do it in staff meetings <laughs> oh my god where i'm just like chewing on every syllable and just can't stand it and just want to light the building on fire yeah and you're just like drawing a bunny rabbit in the corner <laughs> absolutely taking notes taking notes taking notes drawing kitties and bunnies and yeah sunshine rainbows and it's cute yeah and everyone's like we covered that in staffing how come you don't oh (laughs) that's why (laughs) um well so i think the first time i like actually addressed the uh sexual abuse was um in my fourth step i did it out of the uh step working guide Um, and there is like a portion on like victimization or something like that. There's like a whole sex trauma, shame, guilt. Like there's just like, it goes from relationships, which is just the end. It's an endless litany of questions. And then just when you're like, this isn't painful enough, it Uh goes, let's talk about sex. Yeah. And trauma and shame. Yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah. I'm gonna jump off a cliff. Yeah, seriously. It's fucking brutal. But um it got me to a point that was um tolerable because for the longest time I really, really despised my dad and was having a hard time being around him, but like we had never fully confronted things. Um and it so it got me to this point where it's like he none of this was deliberate and none of it was malicious like he just didn't know what the fuck he was doing as a parent um and it it, um I think it was maybe the forgiveness portion Mm -hmm. of the step working guide that sort of got like Uh, since it sort of comes towards the end that got me to a place that was sort of like uh, it's 
he's just a dude. That's the thing about dads. I mean, you know, moms yeah. too, but so many people have like daddy issues, which is a gross term and I hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like the thing about dads is they're just some fucking dude that knocked up your mom. Um, <laughs> and no mystery there. Yeah. Guys. And so it's like, yeah, they're going to act like a man. They're just some man, you know? And mm. it's like, yeah, it's your dad and whatever. But like, we, we can't be like, we put him on this pedestal because it's like, oh, it's my dad. But it, that's also just a regular man separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of realized that, you know, he didn't really know how to, he knows the certain way that he treats women. It's not great. Um, and then he, his daughters happen to be female and he knows this one way, how he treats females. And so he just defaulted to that sort of treatment and behavior. Um, and didn't really think or consider that he might want to figure out a different kind of treatment mm. or put some more thought into it. And so it was sort of easier to like forgive him or come to terms with it and just be like, oh, yeah. Not like he's a fucking idiot, but it's just like he's just didn't know what he was doing right and so like it was easier to like kind of let go and not hold it against him that perfect storm of ignorance and poor impulse control yeah yeah Mm. um because a lot of it was sort of like i think they call it like i mean like some of it was physical obviously but a lot of it like um and that was just for maybe like a couple of years, but throughout my whole life, and I think probably was the most traumatizing is what they call like covert sexual abuse, which is just sort of like, um, not role playing, but just putting someone in like, uh, a position like in a, in a role that is not appropriate for them to be in, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mom used to make like hypersexualized observations about me mm-hmm. when I was very young. So, yeah. Like, oh, you're getting really curvy. Yeah. Oh, look at you looking like a woman. Yeah. And it's, like, it was something about it was just not okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then that graduated into her drunkenly, or drunkenly, uh, telling me that I was uh, all manner of whore and slut and everything else. And so um, that definitely affected me. It's still, I like to think I've worked on it, but um, a comedian pointed out, I'm I'm a little weird about sex. Um, We weren't having sex. Uh, He just pointed out that I, I carry a little more rigidity around the conversation of sex Hmm. it's like my way of protecting myself is to um come off in a non-sexualized manner just like interesting like wash it off almost Hmm. so i i I really understand that yeah and it's 
you know, a lot of times it's the more subtle things that really stick in your brain. Yeah, because it gets under your skin and it's like continuous in a way that... um the way that like you know emotional and verbal abuse like changes your thinking pattern yeah it bruises in, yeah it bruises your thought process as opposed to bruising your body yeah. your body heals yeah it's your brain <laughs> Fuck. your brain just changes yeah yeah so that was that um so mm-hmm. the four step really helped with that and then as far as the eating disorder goes um the six and seven step is when I really like um, got to like a place of manageability with that um, is because with my sixth step, it's like, you know, I wrote a list of like, I don't maybe a hundred defects or something. And then for 30 days, I had to write out like, ev- like all the defects that I acted out on that day. Mm. Um and what the spiritual opposite of each defect is, what it would have been had I chosen to use the spiritual opposite instead. And I had to do it for 30 days in a row before I could move on. But, like, dude, (laughs) that's fucking hard. So it took a long time of me just being like, I did this instead of this. I did this instead of this. So it's like, I threw up my food instead of accepting myself, you know? Right. And, um, and then it's like when I finally got to my seventh step and it was just like, you know, asking for these, you know, like shortcomings to be removed and stuff. It was just like, it doesn't make sense anymore. Like there's no way to, there's no way for these things to jive. It doesn't mesh. All right, guys, that was about questions one through five, but we touched on the sixth step. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll try to release it a little earlier in the week. I'm going to get back to releasing on a schedule. You guys have been so patient with me. Uh, Thank you for listening and thank you for telling your friends. All right. See you later.